It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. We tweaked the intro again. And if you think we should be have another play on there, let me know. I uh, would love to hear from you. That was just something I played around with. I thought the cadence of that call fit with what we were doing there, so... Um, I like it, but let me know what you think, uh, and certainly we can play around with it a little bit more as we move forward here. Today on the show, a number of different topics to hit. In fact, there was too much that I wanted to get to. We're going to have to save some stuff for later in the week. I want to start with some lingering thoughts uh, from Sunday's scrimmage and where the Packers go from here. I want to talk about the report from Adam Schefter that Alvin Kamara is potentially holding out in New Orleans and and what that could mean for the Packers and Aaron Jones. And I also want to, as we finish up the show, talk about Derwin James. It looks like he's going to miss a significant amount of time this year uh, because of an injury, and, and that puts even more light on the move the Packers made to issue drafting Derwin James. I do just want to uh, start the show quickly by saying... The NFL has made some changes to uh, its COVID-19 testing policies, which would allow uh, a positive test. People could return to the facilities if two more tests uh, come back negative. So this is in response to what we saw uh, about a week ago when a slew of tests were, re- were returned falsely positive and upon being rerun was determined uh, that the players in question or the staff in question did not, in fact, test positive for the coronavirus. So they're streamlining the process a little bit and allowing a little bit more margin for error to say, okay, if we have a false positive, here's what uh, teams can go back and do to ensure that they know for sure it's a false positive and then can take the proper steps so that that player is not forced to sit out because of a false positive. Now to the football on the field, the biggest takeaway that I can think of from what we saw on Sunday was Marquez Valdez-Scantling because Aaron Rodgers went to him a number of times, including some third down, third and longs, and it wasn't, this is crucial, it wasn't just shot plays. It was on slant routes, on look routes, on out routes. 
it was a diverse group of routes. And and MVS has been pigeonholed a little bit as a deep threat, someone who is a big play receiver in that Ted Ginn mold, and that's all he needs to be. That's all he can be, more importantly. But as a rookie, we saw a little bit more than that. We saw uh, a little bit more nuance. And then in 2019, early in the season, I mean, don't forget that Broncos game, second reaction plays, uh, middle of the field type throws, some throws into coverage where he made a, a, a catch with contest at the point of the catch. He's the kind of player that can do a little bit of everything if he's given the opportunity. With Equinemia St. Brown dealing with an injury, MVS has really taken the reins much as he did when they were both rookies. And he has put some distance between himself and EQ and probably himself and the rest of the receivers on this roster after Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. If that's the case, and it seems like the trust is there, I think Rodgers trusted Valdez-Scantling last year as well, and, and then I think they both just weren't quite on the same page. There was the, the huge Bears drop, uh, and, and there has been some issues with Rodgers being able to... to gauge, you know, the speed of MVS. It seems like some of that stuff is is adjusting on the fly and more than that. Valdez Scantling's ability to play in multiple parts of the field, short, medium, and long as opposed to just long, can help forge that bond. And it's like a, a shooter in basketball or any player in basketball a scorer. And the jump shot's not falling. And that's kind of what the Packers and MVS have been. Aaron Rodgers to MVS, overthrows, underthrows on deep shots. They just haven't been on the same page. That that three ball's not falling. So what do you do? Well, you attack the rim. You try and get some easy baskets. You try and get to the free throw line. And the problem for MVS was he just isn't as adept, or at least hasn't been, at, okay, winning early. Can you, can you win on a three-step drop? Can you get to the middle of the field on a slant? Can you win on a little out route and then create? And we saw him last year he could. You know, took a 75-yard touchdown against the Raiders on a, just a little two-step out route. And so that speed can be used in multiple different ways. It doesn't just have to be down the field. And, you know, one thing, his feet look quicker. Getting off the line of scrimmage a little bit better. Matt LaFleur talked about his ability to get off press at the line of scrimmage. And I remember 2018, a play against the Rams, one at the line of scrimmage with a little inside move and got down the field. Rodgers threw it to him right away. And it was a a little go route, one of those three-step go routes Rodgers loves. And it was a touchdown. And that was when you went, oh, this this guy could be something. His uh, his progress is so crucial for this team. It doesn't have to be him. It could be other guys. But the fact that he is doing it, anyone's progress would be important. But the fact that he is someone who has stepped up and I think previously had the trust of Aaron Rodgers makes this even more important. I also want to reiterate, and we've talked about him a bunch in training camp, but it's worth noting, Rashawn Gary was once again absolutely a terror. And that's something that Green Bay, if that translates, if that's a thing that happens in the regular season, 
this defense, the sky is the limit because we think this young secondary can be really, really good. And Christian Kirksey has been all over the field, was again good on Sunday. And so now you're going, well, where else are they thin? Well, if you have an injury in the pass rush or if you're going to play this base personnel where you've got Rashawn Gary and two other linebackers on the field, can Rashawn Gary be good enough against the run? The answer is yes, but then more, can he be a disruptive pass rusher? And he has won one-on-one matchups. He's been disruptive in 11-on-11 and in the scrimmage again. I mean, I made the joke on Twitter, you know, uh, Wes Hockowitz tweeted, you know, Rashawn Gary for a would-have been, would-be sack because in the training camp, you can't hit the quarterback. That's something we heard a lot over the course of the last few weeks. And it's something that if Rashawn Gary can translate to the regular season, and of course, we don't have any idea if he actually can do that. But if he can, this defense can be so good and can carry them for stretches like it did last year, but it can be even better. You know, a top 15 defense last year, they can be a top 10 group specifically because someone like Rashawn Gary can make that pass rush that was, you know, a top five group last year, a top two, three group, and he can help them in the run game. Plus, I think the secondary, you can make the case, the secondary will be better. J.R. Alexander, Kevin King, Shannon Sullivan, all those guys healthy. Darnell Savage in year two, Adrian Amos in year two with this defense. And and Christian Kirksey, Kirko looks like he's been in this defense for, you know, years and, and had been in this defense in the past. So you have to like a lot of what you're seeing from someone like Rashawn Gary because if he can reach his ceiling, I mean, and and this is not hyperbole. If you just take the physical ability that he has, athletically, he is one of the all-time athletes. One of the all-time, just looking at the numbers, one of the all-time great athletes to ever play this game. And, and that's just, you look at the combine, all-time great athletes. If he can get anywhere close, anywhere close to maximizing those physical tools, he can be Zadarius Smith in his impact on the game. Again, that's not hyperbole. It's because his physical tools are so great. A lot of players over the years have had a lot of physical tools. And a lot of players have gotten closer to maximizing them than we've seen Rashawn Gary maximize his. But if you're Rashawn Gary, you only need to get to like 40% of your max to be a really good player. Whereas someone with fewer athletic gifts, they have to get to 60%, 80%. If Gary gets to 60%, 80%, he can be Cam Jordan. He can be one of the best defensive front players in football And I'm not saying he's going to be that in 2020. I'm not saying he's going to be that in 2021. I'm not saying he's going to be that at all. My point is this progress is a fulfillment of some level of that talent. Now, how far he can push it, we're going to see. But if he continues on this trajectory, he can be one of the best, by talent, one of the best defensive players in the league. Now, of course, that's a big if. And, and I don't want it to make it seem like that's just a given that that's going to happen. But he has the talent, and, and he certainly, I said this when the Packers drafted him, he has the talent to make the 12th pick in the draft worth it. We haven't seen it yet. If we do, 
The sky is the limit for this team on defense. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto is trying to simplify the car part buying process for you. One of the reasons you may not have gotten the new windshield wipers or the new cap for your wiper fluid or whatever it is, is because you don't want to go to the store. You don't want to deal with the, the harassment. You don't want to deal with trying to find the thing. You don't want to deal with COVID. Totally justified. You can get everything you need online. RockAuto.com. And Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have a catalog of unique and remarkably easy to navigate items. Quickly see all the parts that you need for your vehicle, brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Reliably low prices, amazing selection, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft. And you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. And that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. So Adam Schefter reported that Alvin Kamara has not been to practice in a couple days. And he has been unexcused not at practice for a couple days. Schefter reporting that it is about the contract that he is currently under. He, by the way, is making roughly this season what Aaron Jones is making. Kamara is not the first running back to either threaten or affect a holdout this offseason. Dalvin Cook was first. He actually ended up coming to camp. And now Alvin Kamara is looking for his slice of the proverbial pie. The problem is this comes on the same day when the Jaguars have released Leonard Fournette. And one of the reasons they did that, according to the Jaguars, was they didn't have a trade market for him. Now, Leonard Fournette is not the ideal modern running back, but he is a former top 10 pick has been a productive player in the NFL, and if he's healthy, is a good running back. The problem is running backs just aren't as valuable as they used to be, and teams are coming to that conclusion. So if teams are coming to that conclusion, is Alvin Kamara going to get the money he wants? Is Dalvin Cook going to get the money he wants? If anything, Cook should be the one back on his holdout now that the Vikings are going to pay Yannick Ngakwe and probably pay him for the long term in place of Dalvin Cook. 
If you're trading Ngakwe to make a Super Bowl run, you need Dalvin Cook. And if I'm Dalvin and if I'm his agent, I'm going, you better pay me or I'm sitting. Because I know that all I need is one dumb team next offseason to pay me and someone's going to do it. Now, the problem with all of this is the COVID salary cap jump that we're probably going to get. And unfortunately, in this case, it's a jump down. So what exactly is Kamara's leverage? Well, he's got different leverage because the Saints, this could be their last season with this core group. This could be their last season with Drew Brees at quarterback. This could be their last chance to make a Super Bowl run because I hate to break it to Saints fans and the Taysom Hill truthers in Packer Nation. Taysom Hill ain't it. He's not going to take this team to the promised land. And if Drew Brees, who already has a TV contract for when his playing days are over, is not going to be maximized, who knows when the next opportunity they will have to compete for a Super Bowl is. And if they don't have Kamara, I, I know running backs are replaceable, but Kamara is vital for what they want to do offensively because of his versatility. Their offense is just not the same if he's not out there. Now they have Ty Montgomery now who can play some of the pass-catching roles. They have Latavius Murray who can approximate some of the running there. It's not like they'll be bad. But the leverage for Kamara is to say, look, you want to win a Super Bowl this year. And if you want to win a Super Bowl this year, you better pay me because I know next offseason you're going to cry poverty because this is what the salary cap is doing. So get me a long-term deal now and I'll have a low cap hit for 2021. We can figure this out and I will, when Breeze retires at the end of the year potentially, I will be the guy to run this offense next year. Now, whether or not that that's actually going to fly, who knows? They still have Michael Thomas. They still have Sean Payton. They still have Emmanuel Sanders. So, you know, I, I don't know where where he thinks that's going to that, that's gonna happen, but he has more leverage than someone like Dalvin Cook, especially when the Vikings have, have shown pretty much they can they can put any running back back there and be successful. That's a Gary Kubiakism. That is a Shanahanism. Any running back you put back there, you probably can find some success with. I don't know if that's going to be as true for Sean Payton. Camaro was not as successful without Mark Ingram and has had some injury issues. That's going back to college. So if you're the Packers, you're sitting here going, it's pretty great that Aaron Jones is not doing this. And it's actually also kind of great for Green Bay that there are so many other malcontented running backs because it could mean that the Vikings have an issue, NFC contender. It could mean that the Saints have an issue, NFC contender. And it could mean that those teams decide, hey, look, Dalvin Cook, do what you want to do, we're done. I mean, Devontae Freeman is a good running back and is still on the open market. Next offseason, there are going to be other guys like that. Running backs are going to find that the money is just not out there unless you're Christian McCaffrey or unless you play for the Cowboys and you somehow trick Jerry Jones into giving you the Ezekiel Elliott deal. Pretty much everyone else is going to be in that Austin Eckler range. 
you're going to get five million, six million, seven million, maybe eight million. Melvin Gordon got eight million a year. You're not getting 12, 14, 16. You're just probably not Derrick Henry. The market for you is not out there. And if that's the case, if if teams with other if other teams with really good running backs are saying, we're not doing this, then that fortifies Green Bay's position to say, look, Aaron Jones, we think you're great. Uh, other teams are not paying running backs. You are not going to get the money that you want if you want a big deal. So why don't you come back on a reasonable deal that works for both of us and let's go try and win some Super Bowls while Aaron Rodgers is still here. And then when he leaves, you can be, you know, the, the sort of lead dog with, with Jordan Love. How does that sound? I think that becomes a compelling case. The other teams with the non-Christian McCaffrey, non-Ezekiel Elliott running backs are not paying their guys. That allows Green Bay to make that same kind of choice and, and negotiate from a better position. I hope Aaron Jones gets his money. He deserves it. He's a really good player. He's a great guy and a great teammate, a great piece for Green Bay, and the Packers are lucky to have him. He is an ideal fit with someone like A.J. Dillon, so I hope they're able to get this worked out, both for his sake and the Packers' sake. But from a negotiating standpoint, this is not good for him, especially with a shrinking cap, because it means other teams with comparable talent are not willing to pay, and if they don't, and they all hit free agency next offseason. There's really no money to pay all of them. And there may not even be money to pay one of them. So I think it behooves someone like Jones, if he wants that long-term security, to get a deal done and get a deal done now. It seems like there's appetite to get that deal done. So hopefully it's something that can be worked out here in the near future. And speaking of getting the deal done, why have you not gone to Bilt Bar yet? You're always looking for something tasty. You open the freezer. Is there ice cream? No, there's not. Actually, there is, but I'll just feel bad if I eat it. No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to open the the cupboard and grab chips. You'll feel like crap when you're done. Why not get something that tastes delicious and is also good for you? That's Built Bar. And they've got new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and that's to go along with their classics, peanut butter brownie, peanut butter Salted caramel, double chocolate. I, I particularly like that one. Bars are all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And you're saying, Peter, that sounds like a candy bar to me, except they're low sugar, low calorie, high protein, and high fiber. So you don't have to feel bad that you're eating garbage because you're not. It's actually legitimately good for you and it tastes great. Best part right now, built bar is giving away a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com to get $10 off your next order. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number 
one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. I want to finish with just a quick discussion on Derwin James. Uh, reports are he's got a meniscus issue in his knee, is probably going to miss significant time this year. And I think after what we saw in 2019, most Packer fans had come around on the idea of, hey, look, it was really a bummer when the Packers passed on Derwin James the first time around. But after seeing Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage, it really starts to make sense as to why Green Bay made the decision that it did. That's a little bit of an outcome-driven notion. And we don't have to make that case. It's actually much simpler. And the Derwin James injury now, two out of the last three years, puts that into even clearer focus. One of the basic reasons, just at its core, take the players away from it. One of the basic reasons that you make this trade, if you're the Packers, that you trade out of the 14th pick to get that extra first-round pick is that two first-round picks are better than one. And this is the reason why. Because Green Bay traded the 14th pick to end up with the 17th pick, right? And the difference between the 14th and the 17th pick in terms of the odds that those are good players, essentially nil. Essentially nil. Okay, so let's say you've got a 60% chance of getting a good player there. And that's that's a little high, but let's just for government work, let's call it 60%. You'd rather have and let's and let's just be as maximally charitable as Derwin James as we can. Let's say Derwin James has a 65% hit rate and let's be minimally charitable to Jair Alexander and say he's got a 60% 60% hit rate, 55, let's say 55, okay. Well, now you trade away the 65% hit rate guy, you get a 55% hit rate guy, and you get a shot next year at the 55% hit rate guy. You've got two bodies. You've got two chances to get a good player, two chances to get a really good player. Now, the, the Chargers took one chance and got the really good player. Green Bay also got a really good player. And the odds of two players impacting your team over three seasons is higher than one, specifically because if one player gets injured, that's all you've got. And we saw this play out last year. If Darnell Savage had been the only guy that Green Bay got, he misses a couple games, that's it. You've lost value there. But if you've got Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage, now when Savage is out and players get hurt, football players inevitably get hurt, you've got the other guy to continue providing value for your team, especially on defense where it's about having the fewest holes possible. It's just so much more important to take those multiple shots, to have multiple guys than just the one. And it's precisely because of what has happened. It doesn't have to be an outcome-driven analysis. We don't have to sit here and say, see, the Packers made the right decision. Derwin James got hurt. No, we didn't know Derwin James was going to get hurt. But we know that he's only one player. So if you can get two players, 
And not just two players, but two first-round picks, two guys who are real talents. That is going to be better than just getting the one, even if that one is outstanding. And just for the record, Derwin James is freaking outstanding. So it's just another reminder that the Packers made the right choice there. It's good process and good outcome for them. It turns out both of those players have a chance to be really good too. Maybe not Derwin James good, but really, really Good. We're going to be back tomorrow. A lot more to get to. I told you, overflowing on, on the show today. Uh, we, we could have found out since I recorded what happened with Riley Reef. I want to talk about that because there may be impacts on more than just week one for the Vikings. Could be something that the Packers could have interest in depending on what happens there. So a, a lot of stuff still to get to as we head toward the opening of the 2020 NFL season. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you like the intro or you have another uh, play in mind, you have another quote in mind you want to throw in there, hit me up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.